Hi, I'm Wesley with Tree Newell. Uh, welcome to today's episode. I'm here with Ron Schmidt. He is a councilman with the city of Argyle, Texas. So Ron, welcome. Glad to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so um, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, your history with the city of Argyle and and how you got uh, kind of wrapped up in, in, in the trees? Well, uh, absolutely. Um, I um, ran the first time in 2017 and um, I was elected with an overwhelming majority against my opponent. Um, but trees has always been a very important part in, in my family's life, essentially. We, we moved from uh, Highland Village, which has a lot of trees, obviously. And, um, and so <clears throat> when we came to Oregon, one of the things that you know became apparent to us is that um, they had a lot of beautiful trees. And I learned a lot more about trees. The fact that we have majority of them are post oaks and that they can be very sensitive to disruption, construction, things of that nature that has to be taken into consideration. And so um, probably about, I think it was 2018, 2000, no, 2019, I sponsored a, a tree committee to be uh, uh, founded to uh, start the process of looking at how we could evolve our, our ordinances and and do so in such a way that would work in, in in harmony with development. And that's a key thing because sometimes it's not structured in such a way that it preserves some of the natural beauty of a, of a community. But I honestly believe that it can. And so that's what I did. Uh, our current incoming mayor, Rick Bradford, was the one that ultimately chaired it with a group of citizens which then led obviously to, or not obviously, but led to tree ordinances that uh, got um, uh, included in our ordinances that we have today. Right, so have you had good feedback from your mm. constituents uh, on, on the new tree ordinances? and Or have you had any pushback from any of the developers? I think there's always an amount of education has to come along. You know, the unique thing about Argyle, and I don't think it's necessarily only Argyle, but trees have a tendency to grow in clumps. Um, to protect themselves, you know, and so strength in numbers. One of the things about Argyle that I don't, I don't think a lot of people know is that we have one of the largest densities of trees in the North Texas area. We're 31% of our um, uh, we, uh, pop or area is essentially covered with trees. And so that becomes a little bit challenging when you have uh, owners that have a, a tree um, piece of property that are looking to develop it. But I think it can be overcome and working hand in hand with developers, um, incentivizing in, uh, developers to preserve as many trees as possible. So while some communities are looking at more from a punitive standpoint, I think that's the wrong way to do it. It's to essentially incentivize uh, the developers to preserve as many of the, the, the trees that we have. And when it's not possible to do so, we also have a way that we could mitigate some of the loss into a what we call a tree fund um, that we can use then to repopulate trees into areas that um, are not affected by development. Well, that's great. Um, you know, educating not only uh, your constituents so that they understand how important it is, a, a lot of them just inherently know that it's important and, and they value that high level of tree cover and the uh, th the kind of small town feel that that gives your city. Uh, but going ahead and getting those the developers educated into it and how it can benefit them uh, is important too. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there's some good initiatives at the federal level I just found out about where um, there's $1 billion available uh, 
um, as a matching program. So currently we have over $300,000 in our <clears throat> tree fund. And if it works out, we could possibly get matching dollars from the federal government, which would then stretch it to 600,000. And I've worked with some HOA um, presidents to see if they would essentially have adopt a tree type program to where the challenge becomes is where do we relocate those trees? And obviously they need to be planted properly, they need to be cared for properly, um, but to preserve that tree canopy in the long run. So um, some trees, you know, they have lived a long time and there's nothing wrong with replacing them with new young trees, um, but it has to be done in a very um, planned manner and conscientious about the overall environment because removing some trees has sometimes a trickle-down effect too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so there are a lot of effects to, uh, you know, heat island effect, uh, air pollution mitigation, stormwater runoff. Um, trees have a lot of value in an urban area. Uh, aesthetically, property values, uh, economic benefits from shading and evaporative cooling. And so they're definitely a, uh, an asset that you have to protect. Yeah, there's the quantitative and qualitative values are just are staggering. Um, and there's some statistics, which I don't necessarily want to, you know, hang my hat on. But uh, we, did, we uh, sponsored a study, I think it was probably 2019, uh, subsequent to this tree committee uh, recommendation that took a look at Argyle in general. And I think the structural value of all of our trees was close to half a billion dollars. But it doesn't end there because the runoff protection that you get from trees, which sometimes is much more important and very hard to quantify, um, that is much more meaningful than you know, trying to assess the value of a tree. Um, I think we all know that if you had two equal lots, if that's such a thing that's possible, one was heavily treed and one was not, the one with tree is going to be of greater value. Definitely more desirable <laughs> in our area. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, but, you, and you hear that from, uh, I hear that from customers on yeah. a regular basis. I bought this tree because, or I bought this lot because of these trees. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's, uh, and unfortunately, the property that we ended up buying, which is about seven acres, did not have as many trees on it. So every year we probably buy about 30 to 35 trees. And it's a challenge to grow you know, new trees, and that takes education. And I know you all come down to my place and looked at some of the sick trees that we've had, and you all doing a super job in the, in the community to educate, um, and as you did recently in a, um, a meeting on, uh, uh, hosted by the mayor. Um, but there's a lot of education that needs to go hand in hand. Right. It's the citizens or the residents, as well as the develop developers. I think the developers just need to know that it's important in our life and they're much more likely to work with you then. And again, if there's ways that we can um, encourage them, incentivize them to preserve as many trees, uh, is, it's a good thing. Also, even during the construction process, you know, we have learned so much. Post oaks, um, you know, you have to stay away from them as much as possible. And um, if we can preserve some of these, what we call majestic trees, that are deemed to be majestic because of their size and age, um, those really become almost landmarks. Yes. Yeah, those trees that you're talking about, uh, post oaks of that size, they're typically well over 100 years old and they're completely irreplaceable, um, at least in our lifetimes. Uh, maybe, maybe our great grandkids will sit under their shade one day. Uh, but but what, what ways do you uh, balance the growth that the city needs with preserving the trees um, in Argyle, because that, that's a that's a selling point for your city, and you don't want to disrupt that. 
No. Oh, no, no, no. We cannot. We can't stop the the evolution of our town. It, it's a natural thing. It's something that we need to embrace and welcome. Um, when we have developers knocking our doors, willing to provide us with amenities that we really need, uh, we just need to be able to educate them that hey, among other things, trees is a very important thing for us. So work with us. Most of them are very willing to do so. Most of them are. Um, and I understand it's a business for them. So we just have to be realistic. Um, and we've learned ourselves as a town um, that you know you can be too um, too restrictive and essentially um, you know make it more difficult on developers than it needs to be. But um, again, working with developers, um, educating them, most of them are willing to do the right thing. So I think that's the direction that we've gone. We've educated ourselves. We have. Uh, been identified as one of the Tree City USAs, uh, and that was an accomplishment. We're also Scenic City uh, as well. But I think developers have come to understand that um, the aesthetics, the natural beauty is a big, important thing for our citizens. And um, like I said, most of them are, are willing to work with us. Okay, well, that's great. Because, um, it you know, it, it takes everybody working together, especially with sensitive species like we're dealing with, these post oaks, as you mentioned, they they don't tolerate disturbance very well. And No, uh, and you, you can't buy a post oak either, right? You can't no, go to a nursery. Can't. No, they, they grow so slow, the nurseries will never make any money on them, and they don't transplant well, no. so there's a low survivability. Exactly, and like to your point, I mean, a post oak might only be, you know, 12 inches in caliper, well over 100 years old. Yep. They don't really show the the age that they are. No, I, I have a lot of reverence for them for uh, having survived uh, so many tough times um, in, in harsh conditions and they still come out looking great on the other side and uh, until we mess with them, that's when yeah. they start heading south. Yeah, we started seeing some of the other species that are more common and popular planted by developers. Some of the red oaks, for example, um, didn't survive that recent freeze that we had and post oaks, are very, very durable as long as they're left alone. And I think as long as we provide the perimeter for them to um, feel good, <laughs> be happy, uh, they can be a real uh, value to development, um, to residents. And so I just think it's the education process that needs to come along. Well, I t happen to think that they're uh, as close to an ideal yard tree as you can get because they uh, they form good structure, which helps insulate them from storm damage. They grow slowly. They don't need a whole lot of inputs unless we're messing with them. Um, they uh, they provide good shade. Uh, they don't have an invasive root system. Uh, there's just a lot to like about having them on your property. Right. They attract wildlife. The wildlife. Loves Absolutely. Them. Yeah. And, and and that's you know always one of the downsides to some development is is um, some evolution has to happen and some of the wildlife will um, be affected. But this is again where we just as a community we're taking an active role, which I think we have, to um, not only educate ourselves but also educate you know uh, those that are coming to our community, whether it's for development or to, just to live, that um, trees are an important part of of our ecosystem. Absolutely. So uh, what are some of the benefits of the municipal arborist partnership uh, in terms of cost savings, environmental problems, uh, things like that, environmental protection? Well, I think it's the most obvious is the education process. I mean, I'm not an arborist and I've learned the hard way some of the things that um, 
that I've learned about trees. Uh, but working sort of as a, um, a, um, a catalyst between the town and developers and residents, uh, just like what you all did the other day, was, that was awesome. Um, to educate the, you know, the, the residents on um, trees, um, how to grow trees, what affects trees, um, and allowing the, the residents essentially to understand that better. So when a developer comes to present their project, there's not this apprehension or pushback. It's just essentially we're, we're approaching this from an educated perspective. And if you think about it, just about anything that, that we're faced with in life, if, if you're more educated about something, you're going to deal with it in a much uh, more proactive um, and, and logical manner. Well, Tree Newell, it, it's in our mission statement to, to educate, and it's really important to us. And we do get an opportunity to do that one customer at a time when we're going out and, and meeting with people on their properties and answering their questions. But it's also uh, important to us to be able to reach out to the public in a, in a broader way. Uh, opportunities like speaking at the town hall and, and having uh, opportunities to touch organizations is, is something that's important to us and we would like to continue to do with the city of Argyle. Yeah, absolutely. You, and, and I've been working with one of your, your principals for, gosh, I don't remember how many years now, but he recently kind of educated me on um, the city of Denton having a very um, proactive kind of a program, a, sort of a adopt a tree program. Uh, and we have, we have um, made some progress in that direction, but I don't think it's um, gone far enough that, that we essentially are going to take this $300,000 or hopefully $600,000 of um, tree reforestation fund and repopulate those uh, you know, trees within our community. And so he's, he's been amazing in educating me, and that's one of the things that I want to push forward in the future, that we look at our, our program or create a tree adoption program that we can use to you know, uh, retain our canopy throughout our town. Again, our trees are grown in clumps, and that is what it is. So if we have to replace trees, that's a natural part of progress. Uh, it's not a bad thing. And um, doing so just needs to be done in an educated way. It allows those that want to have forward progress to see forward progress, but at the same time, those that want to protect our tree canopy, they're also you know, achieving their goal as well. Right. I, I think it's a, a good point you bring up that not only do you have to put new trees in, but you have to maintain what you've got. And that's one place that I've seen some municipalities uh, make mistakes is, is in their budgeting process. They have a lot of money allocated to planting trees and they have very little allocated to maintaining the existing trees. And and they're not static. They, they're, they're dynamic living things and they're constantly changing and they need maintenance. And um, so I, I think that's one way that uh, the city of Argyle can kind of lead by example would be to, you know, make sure that these trees have some, you know, allocations for, for maintenance. And, and that would be part of a bigger plan, you know, because like you said, you, you can't really, you can't do this without a good plan. No. And uh, having a good plan is, is critical to being able to maneuver all of these uh, dynamics between the builders and the newly developing city and the existing infrastructure and the trees and the residents. And yeah, and particularly a small town uh, like Argonne. I just read our agenda coming up and we're going to recognize that we officially are like 5,600 residents. I mean, 
that's for us, it's a big milestone. But at the same time, we're so small that we don't really have the opportunity to have a resident arborist. And this is where someone like your firm can essentially, I think, serve a great purpose in educating our town, working with our town, because um, you guys are on the forefront. You, you see this stuff all the time. And I think um, being an integral part of preserving our tree canopy is going to be a, uh, a big bonus to us. And so I'm excited about you know the future. Uh, we have learned a lot. We've put a lot of things in place, but it's because of folks like y'all. Well, Tree Newell calls Argyle home, and and we're proud of that. And uh, we're we have a vested interest in uh, watching the city of Argyle grow, and uh, we're going to be there to help. Yeah, and I think we're just you know lucky that you you are that close to us and and taking an active role in preserving our tree canopy. And I'm just looking forward to you know, taking a next step and, and making everybody feel comfortable that we can preserve our trees, uh, but yet maintain a forward momentum on, on evolution and, and, and development as well. Great. Well, uh, we'll be there to support you every step of the way. Uh, well, we appreciate it. All right. Well, I appreciate you joining me here today. Um, and uh, I look forward to doing this again. Yeah. Thank you for all having right. me. Great. Thank you, Ron.